We're back. Ryan Lichten here with Josh Evans and Parks Miller. You're listening to Podcast 99, and we're going to keep it going now on day one of the Woodstock 99 Music Festival. We're looking at about 7.50 in the evening now, 8 o'clock-ish by by our estimations. And uh, we're just going to get right into it now. Uh, We're going to listen to The Offspring. Okay, that's the band that we're talking about now, the world-famous punk band the offspring okay <laughs> yeah <laughs> world it's, famous it's, is a stretch they, but they are world famous yeah. I'll, dude, uh, all right i will yeah. fucking stand by that shit <laughs> and i will show you why they are world famous. not why but how they are considered to be world famous why is anyone's guess um so again this is the east stage so this is the main stage the huge crowd and at this point when you're watching the pay-per-view footage you can tell that the crowd is really really going for it uh, by this point. Now yeah. is where you start to see the peak of trash throwing that's going on during the bands, where even if even if it's your favorite band in the whole world, you're going to throw a bottle at yeah. them. Just because that's what you do at, at Woodstock 99. You pelt everything in sight with trash yeah. uh, in revolt. And I don't even think... It, well, they speaking, were, yeah, speaking of trash, we also have the uh, the Mud Nazis have, uh, the fin- mu- have really come together at this point. Yeah, the, the uh, Mud Nazis. According to our uh, mystery tape. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> See, the Mud Nazis is something that we didn't really get too much into, but that is what, on the mystery tape, yes, they call the people that are just covered in mud that exist in the mud as one. And throughout the rest of the festival, there's just going to be this kind of society of mud Nazis. They're, <laughs> and they're assholes. They're assholes. Yeah. That they want to spread the mud. That That's like kind of their whole intent yeah. is to get the mud on you. And once you get it on you... It's you're, over. You're a mud Nazi. It's over. Period. There, there's no washing off because the showers, as we know by now, are broken. Yep. So you're just muddy for the rest of time. And also the showers being broken is a big reason why there was so much mud at this point. And on the mystery tape that that we have that we're, you know, we consider it to be the holy grail of Woodstock 99 research material. There's a great part during the offspring set where they show the mud Nazis really coming into full force, uh, chasing cameramen. You know, you see hordes of people Terrorizing running in fear. Crowds of yeah. People. Yeah, yeah, just running, fleeing, and it's all during the offspring. So let, let's let's get into the offspring uh, a little bit. You know, some some background on them. They were formed in 1984 in Garden Grove, California. Uh, it's formed by high school buddies Dexter Holland, Noodles, Greg K, and James Lilha. I'm probably mispronouncing that. Uh, they had gone to a social distortion show, and that show ended in a riot. So they're like, "Well, we have the whole evening ahead of us. Uh, let's go, let's go start our own band." You know, they were so hyped up that that they started their own band, uh, which they called the Offspring. So in 1987, they replace James uh, as their drummer with Ron Welty, who would go on to play with them for the next 16 years. Now, it's a keeper. He's a keeper, and you know they have their solid lineup, and also they start getting really popular locally, and they start getting some national attention too. Um, they're you know they're they've sold over forty million albums total worldwide. Forty million albums yeah. worldwide. Case in point, they're world famous. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. During now, the- I had Americana. I had. Uh, smash. I even had Conspiracy of One, so yeah, I'm just well, hating even, on myself. Before that, too. I think they had like two other albums that were on like Nitro Records. They did, yeah, which yeah. Is the same label yeah. that like AFI, I think, started on and bands like that too. Yeah, they, they had they had a couple the like you know just early punk band demo stuff yeah. that, that they had put out. But in '94, that's when they released Smash, and that included their songs "Come Out and Play," "Gotta Get Away," and then you know most. The, the most importantly, the self-esteem song, yeah. the, you know, the song titled Which means that if you were ever driving around in a car ever in your life, you probably heard one of these songs. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, self-esteem Especially is, if is you, major. you know, like rock. Right. <laughs> and and so Smash sold 11 million copies. Uh, their next Jesus. album, which was Exnay on the Ombre, uh, which came out in 97, only sold 4 million. Uh, so what a stinker to only sell 4 yeah. million 
copies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Good lord! Nowadays you're lucky that, if you sell four. That, yeah, but was that four million like like right then, or was that four million over the course of like 20, over the 30, since it 40, came out? Yeah, I, <laughs> these years? these numbers might be yeah, years, that, but still, I, that's that's still that's a lot. You know, major. And so in 1998, they released their. Their biggest album, uh, the the major breakthrough one. Smash made them huge. X and I didn't really get, you know, it, it was kind of just a continuation. But Americana comes out in '98, and that was majorly huge. Yeah. That that had the kids aren't all right. It had Pretty Fly for a yep. white guy, yep. which I'm sure anyone yep. listening to this has heard. And if you haven't, go out and uh, get yourself a copy of well, Americana. Yeah, real quick though, have, <laughs> have we all all three of us have probably owned this album? I, I, oh, definitely. Yes, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wore this album out. Absolutely yep. wore this album out. So all my shit talking of offspring is I loved this band in high school. <laughs> I'm just gonna yeah, say just that. Be, I, you just want to be difficult. You said you loved, loved or love? I I loved this band in high school. Oh. Like I have memories of my friend uh Jeff, who I do think listens to this, going around and he knew the lyrics to every single offspring song. Um, so yeah, it was a big fucking deal. And like and this was still like a couple years after Americana came out that right. I was in yeah, middle school. Yeah. So well, like the, the it, they played Offspring songs on the local Atlanta radio rock station. They would play those songs for years. Yeah. And so I like, and that, when I was yeah. a kid, I thought that these songs were just coming out. I didn't realize that some of these songs were already like five or six years old because they were still in continuous rotation. Right. Yeah. Like I got, I got smashed after I got the Americana. Yeah, I, think so. I, was I think like, I well, they too. have another yeah. CD that yeah. you, you know, you're so good. You don't even <laughs> yeah. call, you don't even call albums, albums. They're just CDs. CDs. Like a band, <laughs> a band put out a CD, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, so, let alone like, Whoa, they've been a band for 10 years already. Like, yeah, that yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. I, I had no call concept of that but yeah americana was was huge and that was the album that they were promoting during their time at woodstock 99 um and before you know we, we start talking about their actual set i i want it to be known that yes their next album was called conspiracy of one and uh that you know that had the song original prankster on it which is kind of the same yeah, i think red man was on that song right I, yeah, yeah. Red, I'm not red man I just or, remember in the video, someone makes someone like a poop sandwich. I think Redman, it's in that video. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that, that album came out in 2000, and the original idea that the band had, because there was this new technology out called downloading, <laughs> where, where everyone was downloading music now for free. And, you know, some bands like, like Metallica, for instance, they get a bad rap of being like these money-hungry guys that were like, oh, like artists are going to lose money. They weren't talking about themselves. They were talking about, people now like bands now that can't sell fucking music at all yeah. be because of that shit. They weren't worried about m making Metallica money. They were worried about Metallica, you know, 30 years ago. You know what I mean? If that had existed wow. then, you know what I mean? That That is so true. I didn't, I've never even thought of it that way, actually. That's completely yeah. what it is. And uh, we, but, might have to, we might have to do another podcast just defending Metallica's reputation uh, in the 2000, in the new millennium. Yeah, yeah, because, uh, yes, we are going to have to get to Metallica at some point because they did play uh, the next day. But so here's the thing about about the Offspring album Conspiracy of One. Their original idea was yeah, yeah, to yeah, release yeah. the oh, whole yeah. thing for free oh, they, on their website. They're like, that's so cool. <laughs> People can just download it. Let's just give it out. And, you know, this is a band that sells millions of albums. Their record label lost their fucking shit. And we're like, absolutely not. You're not giving this shit out for fucking free. Uh, they, they were signed. I think they're on Columbia Records and then yeah, Sony, yeah. you know, uh, own some of their stuff and they actually threatened the band with legal action if they did that and allowed them to just release one song uh you know for free and what they did was that they made offspring merch with the napster logo on it and then anyone that bought that the money from those shirts they donated to napster like single-handedly shooting themselves in the foot wow. <laughs> like, you know it's That's like crazy yeah like they thought it was a great idea to like not sell the thing that they made money selling that's I, punk yeah. <laughs> yeah it's punk yeah they're definitely yeah. punks for that yeah. uh and so okay <laughs> so with, oh, and another thing really quick because again conspiracy of one that's 2000 that's after 99 so we really can't talk about it too much uh without it being a time-wasting thing but i did have a conspiracy of one hoodie that my friend had given me one one time. He's like, yeah, I don't want it anymore. You can have it. And I thought it was so cool until my other friend saw me in it. And he's like, dude, I peed on that. It, it, <laughs> he's like, that's why he didn't wear it anymore. And he gave it away because I had pissed on it. <laughs> so, and I'm wearing it while he's saying this, but whatever, dude, punk. 
right? Yeah, so, that's yeah. so yeah. punk. All right, so we're I gonna mean, get we're gonna get into the uh, into the actual set now, which is definitely the worst sounding yeah. set period yeah. uh, of the entire festival. <laughs> um, there are some other stinkers, and it's not necessarily because the band weren't you know they weren't good at playing or whatever. It's just you know, terrible sound technicians would work in this yeah. thing. But I also think that they were playing pretty poorly. And I feel like Dexter at some <laughs> points was really struggling. Yeah. Like, he was really yeah. struggling. <laughs> well, I mean, I've, I've never seen the He's trying to, live, like, but it's like his voice is, um, his singing mm. voice is really close to his like speaking voice, but, Yes. It seems like it's really hard for him to sing because he's he's trying to go go a little he's trying to do a little better than he actually can and well you get yeah. excited you see that many yeah. people you get you get mm. fucking excited you know and they also have like a lot of people on stage with them they have two percussionists which is <laughs> totally bizarre and like unwarranted yeah. well Ixnail and the Ombre and uh, Americana had a lot of like right auxiliary well, instruments. Or percussion and instruments like that. So and samples. They're, and they're not that's not that. They're like a punk band, but they're like weird. You know, yeah. they yeah. weird <laughs> they stuff. And that that is such a '90s thing. Uh, there's so many like well, they had like Spanish '90s like cliches wrapped up in this set that we'll get to. But yeah, having just like random like instruments for no reason is definitely a big part of the offspring. I would say. Well, yeah. not for no reason. It's part of their signature sound. Don't well, you know, they had, the right. they had the the was it the steel drums on um. Why don't you get a job? Right. Yeah. Oh, and all that all that <laughs> yeah. shit comes into play. They totally. don't they don't sacrifice any of that live. No. It's it's all there. Um, they actually I'm I'm gonna <laughs> I'll get to him a little bit later. But the guy that was in charge of all of, like the samples and things, uh, he's kind of a interesting character that they had uh, on stage with them. But also, I feel like there's just this air like we've talked about before, like with the original Woodstock, where there's like the whole you know, people just showing up and they're like, well, they're already here. We might as well let them in. I feel like the offspring was like, yeah, all these guys are in the band. You know what <laughs> I mean? But by this time they had wised up to it. So like, okay, well I expect to see them all yeah, on stage yeah. playing then. One of those guys has a mask <laughs> on the whole time. And then the other guy is like pretty hype. Like he's like running around everywhere. He's singing. He's doing the gang vocals. Like yeah, and that's the guy uh, yeah. that I'm I'm saving for for for, for a little Ooh. bit because he you know because again that's the guy that triggers the like pretty fly for a white guy. Now he says sample. it. Right? Well, he says it, but yeah. he also triggers the like like oh. uh, what is it? Give it to me, baby. Oh, oh yeah, like, yeah. He, like, yeah. He, he, like that's a sample on a pad that that's that, so that he's he's triggering. Uh, also, just like a preliminary thing about the Offspring set, everyone in the band is up for worse dressed. They look like shit. Yeah. I mean, dude, Dexter's wearing Jinkos, you know, Oakley's a, a t-shirt that doesn't fit, uh, Noodles, the guitarist, he's got, you know, creepers on that matches the the percussionist guy. They have like a blue and green yeah. kind of like matching outfit thing going. Their bassist looks like the guy that played uh, the fucking singer of Joy Division and like in 24-Hour Party <laughs> People, just like some like, I'm going to kill myself after this. Like just this yeah. stern, like fucked up. Look, I don't know. He really rocking, throws off the vibe. Rocking the khakis too. Yeah, and then, and then the drummer is just like someone that would work on your car. You know what I mean? Or like, yeah, he, well, yeah, because yeah. he's he's wearing gloves. Well, drummer gloves, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's that, that's he's the a pro. That was the shit. Actually, I mean, you really don't see too many uh, drummers rocking the drummer gloves. Nah, any, I don't anymore. Least, yeah. You know, well, it's Fred Durst rocks them though. <laughs> Those are baseball. Fred gloves, Durst. Buddy. Fred Durst has <laughs> drummer. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Well, his this. I got. I want to make an interjection about the drummer because this is uh, a trend I've noticed with a lot of drummers, where it's the jock drummer, and it's like there's a lot of the bands that play here. It's almost like I imagine it's like there's like these. Four, it's like everyone starts a band, it's just like a bunch of guitar players or whatever and bass players, and they're writing these like punk songs or grunge songs or new metal songs. Like we need a drummer, and then like at some point they just like hire like a jock like the guy that like beat you up in high school to like play the drums well, you, and i just feel like beat so up nerds many, beat on drums yeah yeah i feel like so oh, many maybe. of these 90s bands just have these like total like meathead looking drummers well, that are usually also, just shirtless they don't follow the aesthetic of the band they're just like shirtless dudes with humongous drum kits yeah but a lot and, of that uh, i feel like a lot of it is because it's such a like physical like you can't you have to be playing drums all the time to keep yeah. up your chops it's more so I feel physical, like a lot of these sure. guys get really into like the physical part of it and like you know working out. Well, I'll and, tell you what, and, right uh, now you know, Quest Love like, doesn't seem to have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quest Love seems to be doing just yeah, but a okay. Quest Love okay. isn't playing okay. anything over 120 BPM. Either, <laughs> yeah, that's <so>. true. 
Okay, all the all the white punk ass bands have jock drummers and the metal bands. Yes, as we'll, we'll see with corn. Not all of them, but it's a trend. I've noticed. Uh, the jock uh, yeah, drummers. and you can see it in Woodstock '99 in particular. I would say most of the bands that fit that description played at Woodstock '99. They sure. they, yes. they had that drum, but also you know it's the fucking drummer. Like they're in the back. You can't. You know, you're not even really seeing them yeah. that much until the pay-per-view camera swings in. You're like, oh, shit. Like, that's what that guy looks like. Yeah. But, Drummer uh, gloves. So, you know, right when they kick in, they, they, they open their set instantly feedback. Instantly, the guitar totally drops out at yeah. one point. And, and you just hear, like, the bass and the drums. And it's like they're just, you know, the sound guys are probably at the booth. Like, did someone spill their beer on the board oh, or something? No, no. Like, right when they start, and they're like, oh, shit. And they're, like, trying to clean up yeah. while, <laughs> while it's was happening. It, was, what was the first song? Was it All I Want? It was, was uh, it? the one that started, ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 the song from yeah, Crazy Taxi. Out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, Crazy Taxi! Holy <laughs> shit! Wait, okay. This game, I played the shit out of this game. In this game, I swear the at least the version for Nintendo that I had, it only had like three songs on the it soundtrack. One of them was that was, song, and it was like two Offspring songs and like another song, and you would just listen to those three songs over and over again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh well, yeah, but dude, it got you fucking amped to get those fares. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, sorry. Oh, yeah, wow. no, okay. no, yeah. But so their next song, which is actually the song that's featured on the official like Woodstock 99 DVD VHS release is The Kids Aren't All Right, which is, you know, I don't, it's not a ballad, but it's it's definitely, you know, like the subject matter is a little darker. It's it's about, you know, growing up in kind of like a shady area with broken homes and and things yeah. like that. And again, it just sounds like absolute shit and it's supposed to be this kind of like edgier punk song and the sound Melodic. is so so bad and so off that all you can hear is the guy's shaker yeah. in the percussion like yeah, just like yeah, yeah. over everything the entire time. It's so bad. And like yeah. oh, speaking of going back another movie, the uh the faculty. The song was in that soundtrack. Oh. <laughs> pretty sure. Oh yeah, wait, Great wasn't movie. the offspring or wasn't some of the members of the offspring in that movie? Or am I thinking about Idle Hands? I I think you're thinking about Idle Hands. Right, but, right. But again, yeah, they're Offspring, a titty comedy band for sure. Like they're they're yeah. definitely oh, wow. up, uh, they're definitely up in the, <laughs> uh, up in the titty comedies uh, of that of that era. <laughs> Fuck yeah, they are. But, so okay, I have to I have to I have to have my piece about it because really, when you get the second song, "Kids Aren't Alright," I mean, this is one of their biggest hits. I mean, this song kind of like exemplifies the the melodic pop punk of the 90s i mean this is a huge song and i mean it's honestly still like not a terrible song if you were no, to hear good. the studio version played it really bad. but but this is where i think that this is the what the thing about that just like gets me so bad besides just the technical difficulties is that i have i think that my theory is that dexter hall and the singer he's like a studio singer and my just listening to him sing it live, I feel like when he recorded that song in the studio, it must have taken him like hundreds of takes <laughs> yeah. to get it right. Like he is essentially like the Taylor Swift of punk or, or like not whoever, just one of those like people that gets accused like a pop star that gets accused of just being like manufactured. I think he did so many takes and that when he has to step up to the plate and do it live, it's just not there. And it's not a matter of technical difficulties nah, he's just that's what, yeah that's what i mean it's right voice. well you can tell the difference like you can tell the difference during their set between like things that they just didn't do that good and yeah. things that were out of their hands you know what i mean well he, he, at some points he doesn't even play guitar so he's like fully free to just like focus only on on the voice and it's but also help fully bad. free to focus on crowd work and running around yeah. this enormous stage well you Mr. know which yeah well dexter holland true. gets in the crowd and someone yanks his yeah. fucking oakley's off in a minute well, and th that's, dude, uh, those that's oakley's a, were doomed oh. from the start because there's also because like <laughs> but i the said the clip is great because he just takes it well what's he gonna do like that's stop true. hey give me those back like are you they're probably sponsored by Oakley's, you know what I mean? Like, they're, like, definitely fucking sponsored. Like, yeah, no, for sure. But, like, uh, another thing about the about Dexter's glasses is, again, yeah, it was doomed from the start because the trash throwing is at such a, a peak and people are throwing their garbage on the stage and they're like, oh, it's the offspring. They like this kind of stuff. They're that kind of band. Dude, someone beans them right in the fucking yeah, face during and almost song, takes them out. Yeah, yeah it's the song uh, Have You Ever. Uh, it went, He says, uh, there's, like, a little break part, I think, and... uh like the baseline kicks in and he goes, he says, uh, you guys are really dirty. And like a second after he says that a bottle just blasts him in the face. <laughs> and it's right as like the, 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 the verse comes or the chorus, whatever comes back in. 
And so he's just like recovering for like a, a moment from that. Like that's yeah. when you really got to count yeah. count your punk points, and you're like, okay, like we're playing at fucking Woodstock '99. Yeah. The big like well, we're not a small yeah. punk club yeah. band anymore. Do I get mad that I got hit in the face by a bottle, or nah, am he, I punk? Now nah, he was a good sport because afterwards uh, he yeah. says, "I told you they were dirty." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They, they also yeah. don't swear that much, like in their banter. He just says, "Like, look at all these people. Are you guys having fun?" Like, it's, yeah. It's, he says, "You know what I'm saying a lot." You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We see we, we say that a lot too. I get yeah. it. I get it. But the what? Yeah. Um. But now that you mention that the banter, correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't he make a comment about the groping? Yeah. That's yeah, like, That's right before the last. We need song. to give. Yeah. We need to. Yeah. I mean, I might be jumping ahead, but it, the, it's very few and far between. But there are a couple people that actually have like some sort of common sense to just try and attempt to tell people not to just grab tits just because they're out. Right. They're like and the so conscious of, of Woodstock. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like I they're, I'm they're actually the... softening up on offering as we speak. Yeah. Because I, think, really well, I think, I think <laughs> he also know what he says is, uh, he's he, yeah, he makes that comment. And then he says, uh, if you see a, a, a lady, well, we're so, gonna play. So, he says, yeah. "Oh, we are." Yeah, yeah. Oh. No, we're just gonna play oh. that shit because yes, this is really you know like Cheryl Crow says something about you know like like the great psych out you know that's like loosely addressing it, uh, but really yeah, no one's talking about the gropes and stuff because the crowd hasn't gotten to that poisonous level yet, and now it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because again, this is later in the evening. They've been drinking all day. They're like the first really rowdy huge band. You know what I mean? Every band that's played. On, on this day so far were huge, but they were really fucking rowdy and like party music. So it gets yeah. to a whole nother level. And yeah, he's, I believe the first to, to, to lay it out there. So, uh, you know, even though well, this is later in the set, let's just go ahead and get it out of the way. Now this is a uh, Dexter addressing the crowd and their, uh, sexual misconduct. All right. Thanks, thanks a lot. I've been noticing that there's a lot of girls coming over to the top here, crowd surfing, and they're getting really groped, you know what I mean? Now I think just because a girl wants to go crowd surfing or whatever, that doesn't give the guys a right to molest them, you know what I'm saying? So if you're a guy and you see a girl passing over her head, give her a break, alright? You know what I'm saying? And if you're a girl and you see a guy passing overhead, I want you to grab his fucking <laughs> yes. So, okay, you got to give them props. And also that grabbing the balls thing. Give them I mean, a little taste a, of their own medicine. Yeah. That's essentially like, that's like the 90s version of like, of giving the agency. Like, that's like the dude, like, <laughs> that. Like we haven't had these conversations yet in 1999, so like you gotta, he has to like turn it back around, like grab his balls. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want you, you to. Gotta, think, yeah, exactly. No, totally. But we have to give him effort because uh, the thing about the Woodstock is I, there are certain patterns that I notice, like the jock drummer, and when, when the comments, we I, we will be pointing out all the comments uh, anytime someone does because I mean it's a nice thing that for him to do because it was definitely a, an issue. Um, right. Well, but, and, and but, you hear the crowd too when he says, uh, "There's a lot of girls getting groped out there." You know what I mean? You hear just like, "Yeah, <laughs> like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, no, it's no, out no, of control." The, yeah, the environment is scary. It's definitely scary. So, um, yeah, but what we got to say about that clip though is that's at the end of the set, dude. Like we, yeah, we like yeah. that's right before the last like he time. waited. Like he didn't like want. Like he's like, you know what? Like I'll let him get it in. Like maybe for the next band they'll be less gropey, but I'm gonna let it fly until our last song. <laughs> yeah. You know? But uh, well, I mean, but who knows? I mean, there that must be so insanely overwhelming. I mean, they're playing for so many people, and there's like right, yeah, and you, I mean, you it could have taken a while to like start to actually notice. I mean, you watch the crowd; like it's just pandemonium. It's right. insanity. No, it's, there's yeah. mosh pits. There's a million security guards. There's these camera no, guys like everywhere a, like 80 security guards right. <laughs> well, no yeah yeah, yeah definitely <laughs> well, so they don't look like they're doing much but so so rewinding a bit uh but back it back into the set uh they played their song walla walla at one point which is about going to going to prison and and dexter says one of my favorite places to meet new people you know his, his little 
joke about getting arrested, you know, which a lot of people would uh, by the end of the festival. But <laughs> but during this song, you know, on the recording, there's like a a, a bridge where it like kind of like mellows out a bit. And then you hear a guy like pleading to a judge like, I swear to God, I didn't know it was stolen. She just gave it to me. It was a gift. And he's talking about a VCR because the whole song is about like getting sent to jail for stealing a VCR. And they bring out a guy in like 1930s prison where like, you know, just like black and white striped like prisoner outfit and he's holding a VCR and he's like doing the whole like pleading his case thing, but you can't hear it at all. Like his mic is basically off. So they're just still playing. Yeah. And this guy's standing there with a VCR yeah. looking like a fucking idiot, just like not making any sound. <laughs> like th that's like a, that's a great just moment. But the offspring, you know, they have an interesting set because they do a lot of things like that where it's almost, it, I don't want to say theatrical, but there's, there's things no. added in that, that are extra, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they, they have like a stage show, that they're doing that does actually translate to a larger crowd because they have the Megatrons and things like that. You know what I mean? It's not like when you see some of the bands with their tiny little stage decorations they use in like a club and yeah. then you can't see them on stage. Like everything that the offspring did really translated well to a big stage. It was just their music that wasn't good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but also didn't we, when I watched the mystery tape with you, Ryan, they have footage of the offspring. And the thing is, is that, uh, they have footage of the offspring from the crowd and it just, it sounds exactly like what you would expect, like a loud arena rock band would sound like. So I think that like, I think that it was in part partially also just the pay-per-view that was making it sound yes. so harsh because people, when you see the, when we, when I watched it from the mystery footage perspective, I was like, I, I can way more understand why people are into it because it's just like when things are incredibly loud, you stop noticing the nuance of it. Yeah. Right. No, definitely. Yeah. Because like the pay-per-view footage, you're getting the cleanest, most direct yeah. input audio that you're going to get. You know what I mean? That's not what it sounded like to the people in the crowd. And when we get to ICP, the, the same thing kind of right. happens with them, but the, they actually address that later, but we'll, we'll get into that. It's yeah. better to just but, but imagine like, that they sounded Before we too. move on, I mean, like the theatrics you were talking about, the Backstreet Boys. Uh, oh, no, no, we're getting, oh, dude, no, we're getting to that. We're going to get uh, to their break. I just wanted to uh, plow through this really quick. So I mentioned Noodles and the other guy, how they have these corresponding outfits. Uh, I have a note here. It says they're like a fucked up Cali Punk Mario and Luigi. <laughs> Because, like, their outfits correspond colors, but it's, like, creepers and, like, button-up shirts. So Noodles, yeah, is the guitarist, the original guitarist. He's still in there. Dexter calls him, at, calls out to him multiple times throughout the like, Hey, Noodles, how are you doing? He's like, I'm doing great. Like, I don't know. It's it's weird. But the guy that's doing, like, the vocal, like, ad-libs, like, the gotta keep them separated and, like, shit like that. He goes by, uh, his name is, is Chris Higgins, but he goes by Higgins X13. And, and he's he's done a lot of solo stuff. He, he's been in a lot of bands, but most notably, he's known for the Offspring stuff. And he, you know, like when they play Pretty Fly for a White Guy and they have that like Give It To Me Baby sample, he has this kind of like setup of triggers, of sample triggers, and they're all in plastic like baby doll heads. So he's hitting the heads to make the sample, which is very artsy. And again, it's like this small glimpse at what could have been like a semi like avant garde, like experimental thing. But instead, it's yeah. just, you know, the offspring. Don't they have, don't they have the guy it's, from the music video on stage, too? Well, he toured with them. And I, I tried to find out. He like, does the dance that I forgot about where you do this thing. Oh yeah, yeah the you know, the, the white guy dance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, wish, I wish you folks at home I could, you could see, see it. This. But yeah, you know, yeah. you know the white guy dance. <laughs> you know what I mean? You just know. And yeah, yeah, so like their song "Pretty Fly" for a white guy. Not only is the dude using the sampler, but they always would bring out the guy from the video who is just like the doofiest white dude. You know, he, he wanted to get a thirteen tat, and they gave him a thirty-one. And and yeah, all, he's got all like that swimming stuff. or some kind of goggles on his dude, head. When he comes out, you would think that like the band was just building up to him coming out like everyone loses their fucking yeah. minds when, when i revisited the set i thought that it was like some guy that wandered on stage at the, and i was like <laughs> oh shit but then i was like oh no it's the guy from the fucking video he's like, like the guy that they're like no he's 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 in the band he's playing they're like dude i don't i don't think so they're like dude he's trust me he's in yeah. the band get him the pass you know uh <laughs> and back then you couldn't pull your phone out and show the youtube clip and be like no trust he, no yeah yeah no the he's guy. in the video yeah yeah, yeah. yeah exactly they just had to kind of you know Carry go off yeah. of it you know but uh, also, when you watch the uh, the pay-per-view footage, this is where you start seeing people climbing the the towers and climbing the scaffolding and, and the, the delay tower and the relay towers and all that stuff, mm -hmm. um, where, where you haven't seen that before because the crowd hadn't gotten as rowdy as it is during the offspring yet. It continues to get rowdier and rowdier as the night and the festival goes on, but this is like the peak moment for 
for, for that starting, you know what I mean? Where you really see a change in the crowd again with all the trash flying. And then when it shows the crowd, and they're climbing on shit and ripping off plywood from, you know, the sound towers and, and the, the mega screen booths and, and all that stuff. It really starts getting kind of hectic, but it's, again, it's just something that the singer of the offspring just addresses like, wow, you guys are crazy. You know, <laughs> he's not like, Hey, like, chill out out there. You know what I mean? Like, the, yes, he does the don't grope anyone, but he totally ignores, you know, because yeah. to him, well, he's he, even like, he just are you guys proud having... of yourselves? Yeah. He's he like, yeah. Weird things like that. Too. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It is. Kind of, well, he's a it's smart so guy. He has like 90s. a crazy, he has like a crazy, like, yeah, PhD, some kind yeah, of, some PhD. Well, I, know, I, think, oh, I, think really? I think he's a pilot too. No, no. Fact, and, and he has his own hot me. sauce company, uh, Gringo Bandito is fucking delicious. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm not gonna deny that shit just because you know. Gringo Bandito. Yeah, no. And uh, oh so my God. when they when they play the song Great. "Gone Away," what? you've had the hot sauce. I've had the hot sauce. Yeah, yeah. See, even even fucking Gray Olger of Contradict Sound has had the fucking fuck? hot sauce. Everyone's had that goddamn hot Gray sauce. Gray hates the offspring. Huh? And Gray he has, hates that we're talking about the offspring right yeah, now. Yeah, he yeah, has his hot sauce. Well, if you ever wonder what the offspring tastes like, you can buy it at your local store. Oh, Ooh. God. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So during their song Gone Away, you know, the, the festival is at full tilt now. This is like going to be the level of energy that you're going to see throughout. It'll get higher during during heavier bands, but it's going to stay around this level now. It doesn't mellow out at all. Uh, again, the garbage rain starts. Uh, and, and he also says, you know, like, Look at that. You guys are being very, very bad, which is just a weird. Again, it's a weird thing because he's not swearing. He's not doing punk band stuff. It's just like you guys are being bad. It's yeah. it's, it's really fucking but, uh, bizarre. Yeah. But offspring, even though they they earned their parental advisory sticker, they they were not. They were on the profanity. Like, think about it. Think about uh, some of the acts in the 90s, like Eminem or like there were certain acts that really like used profane language as like a selling point and the offspring definitely like were like edgy where they didn't like they talked about things like going to prison and like all this weird stuff but they didn't like or like killing that, someone in traffic isn't that one but they didn't i know but it still isn't like no it, it's not it's not like profanity. a limp biscuit it's not like an icp you know what i mean yeah. where, where it's like that, now, that's the now saying that they're deep it's no i mean, <laughs> I, I, mean I think it's a perfectly calculated move to like get teenagers to like their stuff right like dude like his lyric my friend's got attitude. a girlfriend and he hates that bitch like Nowadays, yeah, it's like, it oh, you can't there. say that about, you know, but back then it's like, oh, yeah, like she's probably a bitch. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's just like, <laughs> yeah, that's it was like commonplace oh, yeah, to talk same, like that. the same kid that bought that record's probably like, dude, so I can't come over tonight. My mom's being a fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> totally, dude. No, totally. So like it wasn't even like a customer. It's just like a thing. Yeah. So they got the parental advisory sticker probably because they're like, dude, we need that sticker or else everyone's going to think we're soft. But really, like, right. that's not them. You know what I mean? That they're not. Yeah. He's like, not man, that. you guys are you guys are really wild. Just right? Like, yeah. And you, another another fun off? another fun like banter thing that he says is he goes noodles. I hear there's somewhere between fifty and half a million people here today. Whoa! It's just like God. That's uh, what I'm saying. It's that '90s. Hu it's such '90s white dude humor. Um, also, noodles. I I want to uh, make a bold leap here. I want to. Uh, I want to step on a sacred cow, uh, and I'm going to blame the band Pavement for uh, the offspring being called Noodles. Dude, okay? I'm, I'm going to make an even bigger stretch Pavement and say that Noodles is secretly the girl in the gorillas. The bass is Noodles. That's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Noodle, think about it, because like Pavement, it's like Pavement's just this band of white dudes. Everyone loves them. And everyone has a normal name, except for one dude is named Spiral Stairs, right? Ugh. What's up with that? Now you have the offspring, and everyone has yeah. a normal name except for some guy well, named hey, Noodles. You know what? I think it's Pavement's you, you fault. You know what? Fuck Pavement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know because they're responsible for the offspring. We don't That's care. What I'm saying. That's what <laughs> they, I'm saying. Yeah, they, 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 I don't, they never played a Woodstock. They can suck my yeah, ass. Yeah, fuck them. Suck That's my what ass. I'm it saying, smells. dude. It's their yeah. fault. Dude, anyway. <laughs> okay. so we'll okay. So we're hating a little bit now on a band that didn't play at Woodstock '99. Offspring also, <laughs> all, the Offspring does that too. They 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 have a moment where where they all leave the stage, and then there's an announcement that plays where it's like, "Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the Backstreet Boys." And then these like 
five mannequins with like pictures of each of the Backstreet Boys faces taped to them get wheeled out and they start playing yeah. some Backstreet Boys music and then Dexter yeah. comes out with a bat and everyone's like kill those motherfuckers like they're just like they, they need blood from the Backstreet Boys and he bashes them and everyone goes fucking crazy and then they come out and they keep playing but again it's like this weird theatrics that the yeah. offspring is really one of the only bands to to utilize during yeah. during that whole thing yeah you're not but again come on it's so 90s because when you re if you if you dig into it deeper, that's such a brilliant marketing move to be a punk band and to bash on the Backstreet Boys. But when you think about the offspring, like, I mean, they definitely were. I mean, they were trying to like they were making songs, trying to sell millions of records. And so, again, I mean, it's just it's just funny. That's all I'm saying. No. Well, it's, yeah, it's but also funny. it's like. You know, if you listen to The Offspring, if you were a kid that bought an Offspring album back when they came out, you hated boy bands. You know what right. I mean? And you listen to bands like The Offspring hey, because hey, you hated boy hey, bands. You know, um, <laughs> everyone has their secret. You know, everyone has their I dirty had, little secret. I had them both. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, not, not Backstreet Boys. No, I was more of an insane guy, but. But well, yeah. you know, yeah, but, either way. But honestly, honestly, yeah. that could be a podcast. The guy who started Backstreet Boys and Instinct, that crazy uh, Ponzi uh -huh. scheme. Oh, guy. yeah, Lou Proma. Yeah, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, that would be. I mean, that's fascinating stuff. Anyway, no, awesome. no, it, that that is a crazy story. Actually, uh, the team here at Culture Dumps will probably dive into that once we finally leave Woodstock. He, he he needs a biopic for sure. Oh, who would play him? Well, Philip Seymour Hoffman. He's dead. dead. <laughs> yeah, but he looks Dang. like he was like a dead ringer for that dude. Uh, yeah. So you know, they 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 keep playing that they're getting through their set now. That they they have like a a kind of like a intermission after the Backstreet Boys thing. Where well, that's from their their album, um, Ixnail the Ombre, I think. There's like the intermission. Yeah, yeah that's okay. So yeah, yeah, the intermission yeah. is a track from Americana. Oh, uh, is, it, is it Americana or is it Ixnay? Oh, uh, you're right. Maybe it's Ixnay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can't remember. Well, so so Chris Higgins, aka Higgins X13, uh, leads the crowd in kind of like an aerobics little thing. Like everyone, like hands up, like side to side, blah blah. While all the rest of the band is sitting in inflatable Budweiser chairs, smoking cigars, and that's like their big thing. That lasts for a couple minutes. Uh, the, you know, then, uh, when they come back after that, <laughs> they, uh, there's, there's like a weird premonition in their song, come out and play where he says you're under 18, won't be doing any time. And I feel like that got deep inside of the heads of some of the, the younger crowd at Woodstock 99. And we're like, dude, we're not going to do it. We're under 18. We're not going to do any time. Let's fucking steal these water bottles and they go, oh, let's, let's toss these frisbees. Do you really think that there were kids under 18 at Woodstock? Fuck yeah, dude. Any concert. Oh, there's definitely. When I went and saw like ICP, you know, a year ago, there was babies there with headphones, you know what I mean? With the earmuffs <laughs> on and stuff. Yeah, at every music festival you go to, there's some parents fucking selfish enough to bring their kids. You know what I mean? Like, and this is Woodstock. So, of course, there's people like, oh, you, we got to experience Woodstock together, having like no idea that they're going to be watching, you know, bands like fucking The Offspring. I'm sure there's teens in the in the audience. There's definitely sure. teens. Yeah. And think about all the people that snuck in once word got out that you could get in. Like, yeah, I'm sure every local teen tried to tried to hop the fence for sure. Um, so then I, I believe that their last song that they do is Why Don't You Get a Job, uh, which, you know, is kind no, of no, self-esteem is the last. No, no self-esteem self is the last. Yeah, song. Yeah, right. Well, yeah. why, why don't you get a job is right before that. And these are both yeah. huge sing along songs where, you know, mm -hmm. yeah, they're using steel drums and they're like, you know, lots of crowd participation. Everyone's having a good time and it kind of leaves they're set off on a little more of like a mellower note. You know what I mean? Cause these are a little bit slower songs uh, for the most part. So it's they were so, catchy. That's why they're so big. Super, they, super they, catchy. they had the catchy. sing along vibe, like that song yeah, and then self-esteem, you know, the la 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 la. Yeah. Then, every, everyone knows that. Yeah. yeah. So, so they, they do all that. And then, uh, you know, let's see here. What, what, what I got going on? Oh yeah. But then of course, you know, Dexter makes that, that plea to the audience to, to leave the women alone. And then that's, that's the end of the offspring. That, that's 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 the end of that's the end of their set. God. And uh, and that was you know kind of the beginning of of the absolute end for the festival because you know the trash <laughs> that was flying during the offspring did not stop for the rest of the whole the rest of the weekend. You know what I mean? So they really yeah. mark the kind of downfall uh, that that followed. So jumping over now to the yeah. west stage, we have a group that I know Parks in particular was very excited Ooh. about getting to. We have the Insane Clown Posse. ICP, woo, 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 woo. Right. I, I, I gotta just before we get it out there, I gotta say that I saw the insane, the wicked clowns this year in March uh, in my hometown of Atlanta at the Masquerade where I work, and um, I've been going to a lot of shows this year. I, lo I love going to see live music. I've seen some incredible bands this year. 
And uh, the best compliment I can offer a band I've seen this year is you were almost as good as Insane Clown Posse. <laughs> that show. Damn. And I'm not kidding. I mean, 2018 for me has been the year of just like, I don't care anymore, man. Like this w- was pure entertainment. I don't care. Yeah. If you think like, here's the thing. If anyone's going to listen to this and they're going to say, hey, did they play Miracles? Just get that shit out of my face. OK, yeah. <laughs> like Miracles. That's just that's so unfair to the group ICP. Um. Anyway, it was just one of the best shows I've ever seen. Uh, oh, yeah, I've seen them a bunch of times. It's yeah. it's insane. It's 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 insane. It's they're also their <laughs> band name is one of the most literal band names of all time. <laughs> the insane clown posse. That is that is what they are. They are a group of insane clowns. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's incredible. It's a, it's just I anyone listening. I highly suggest if you can Go see them. Yeah, you don't have to um, like them. You'll, you'll yeah. get swept. Like, I went, it doesn't The second time I saw them, I went with this guy. He was from England, and he, he didn't, he hadn't, like, he never even heard of these guys. You know what I mean? Which, ICP, that's an international band. You know what I mean? They, they yes. tour Europe and stuff. But this guy, he had never heard of them. He didn't know what to expect. He just knew that, like, we were all really excited. So he's like, oh, I'll go. And he hops in the car with us, buys a ticket at the door. Again, not having any idea. And he was like, dude, this, like, he didn't know about the stigma. He didn't know that people fucking hate these guys and hate their fans and have like all this prejudice against them. He just went in blind and had the time of his goddamn life. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? Yeah. He was like, this is the best rap show I've ever seen in yeah. my entire life because a, they don't use backing tracks. They actually rap over beats, which is yes. a dying yeah. art form yeah, yeah. Uh, in this yes. day and age. But also it just doesn't stop. You know, they have synchronized yeah. dances. They have backup people on stage. Yeah, they yeah. have costumes. I mean, everything. It's so, it's so over the top and they played at Woodstock 99 the biggest yeah. festival of the 90s you know what I mean they yes. were huge people forget that people look at them nowadays yeah. like they're this underground cult kind of like niche thing but no they they played you know on the same stage that Ice Cube would play on the next day you know what I mean they were majorly yeah. huge uh, and, and all their stick the, the Fago and all that they do all that at Woodstock even though it was like you know, 90 to 100 degrees and they're yeah. just covering uh, people in soda. But, you know, yeah, it can't be. People were I, just trying to catch that shit to drink it at that point. Yeah, like, oh, God. Maybe yeah, I see, they're like the saints of Woodstock. I th- I think so. I mean, the, it's 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 so hilarious to watch. And um, and yeah, and they're also they are one of like I mean, they're like a cult band. You have to at least give them if you're into just like weird culty stuff like they are like one of the most like like longest running American, it's like, like the Grateful Dead. Yeah. Group. It's, it's I like know the that. Grateful they, Dead. They yeah. kind of, I know yeah. that in their scene, like um, in Detroit at the time, like, uh, like you had like, like an Esham who's like, you know, he invented like the wicked shit or whatever. And mm-hmm, they were really yeah. into him. I think he did his first album in like 88 when he was like 16 or something like that. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. So they, I mean, that's the, yeah, we can get they, the, they, they had this whole thing where they were, uh, you know, people were like Eminem and people, a lot of people like that were like into the battle rap scene and that wasn't really their vibe. What they wanted to do was um, come up with this idea, record, make albums, and then just go straight to the local record stores and be like, hey, we're this rap group. We make albums. Like, we're not really into that, right? you know, jerk off battle rap shit. Like, we just want to like do our thing and kind of- We don't just, care if anyone, yeah. if, if, if people fucking hate and, us. Yeah, and that's, and that's the other thing I too mean, is I will say this about um, Insane Clown Posse before we get really into them is- um. This is a quote from Violent J, actually, where he says, uh, you know, we're not on the radio. We're not like in everyone's faces. Like, if you want to know about us, you will seek us out. We're not mm-hmm. like we never really push it that hard. Like the people that know about us are just there because they're, they're interested yeah. or they just want to like hate on it because they don't understand it. And I actually think that that's like a really good that's a good point, because, yeah, I yeah. never I never hear them on the radio. I don't see them popping up on my feed and things like that unless i am in fact yeah, listening gotta, to them which follow, i do well, so yeah, yeah, I do, like, I you gotta follow them. more juggalos man. <laughs> no no yeah um, but you gotta pimp out your algorithms yeah no they're they're geniuses of uh guerrilla marketing of like doing it like diy really like building it completely. up completely from scratch they're if geniuses you build of it, merchandising juggalos will come they've they have done like they have they make so much money off of merchandising to this day Um, So, I mean, again, it's just like you got to like, I mean, it's almost like it's seriously like the like most bizarre, like whitest, freakiest shit that it's almost like you got (laughs) to like give it credit. And that's the thing is like, actually, like when I went to the show, like that was like a far more 
like diverse crowd of people than I see and at like, everyone's your average. Nice. There, there's show. no one thinks they're better than anyone at ICU yeah. yeah. shows. And again, I mean, there's of course there's I mean, there's a lot of like drug abuse in the juggalo scene. I mean, there's darkness, but again, it's like they get such a bad rep that you got to just get into it a little more. Um, but yeah, so th so they play at Woodstock, and I mean, this even though this is they get this like huge mainstream exposure. I mean, it is kind of almost the last time that they get it. Too. Yeah, until Miracles um, comes out. Yeah, and everyone until just Miracles. Shits on them. Well, no, in the nineties right, they right. released the, the Amazing Jekyll Brothers, and I yeah, think and they that had was some actually music videos for that. So there was a little, yeah, little bit. And so that was right, but ninety nine is kind of where that stops. This, that's you're right. Yeah. Yeah, so Jekyll Brothers was May of 99, yeah, so they were, like, hot right. off of an album, um, and, um, ah, man, it's it just sucks because they also, on the pay-per-view, sound terrible. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, them but and The are. Offspring, it's kind of funny that, like, their slots were so close to where we're putting them in the same episode because these are two of the worst-sounding sets, period. Yeah. And, again, but, it's, it's not necessarily the way that it sounded to the people there or the way it sounded on stage. This is what's being relayed through pay-per-view so there's a lot yeah, of shit right. that can go wrong and they even mention it in in uh one i think it's what violent jay's book one of his book yeah, yeah he, they, he they, mentions he that yeah it. there was like a fuck up there so you know all these millions of people around the world that are watching this think that they just put on the worst show ever but when you watch the footage i mean everyone's going fucking crazy yeah. for them you know yeah. what i mean it, it's it, there's just, like just a weird crazy. delay in like the audio yeah it was right. just so, the yeah when, when you let's, watch let's, it it sounds really bad so let's we want to we want to we want to clear let's that play up. a clip of yeah. that so you can get it because it does make it really hilarious. Um, yeah, yeah. Th this is just like a little snippet of when things right. get really muddy yeah. uh, in their yeah. audio. So yeah, just check this out really quick. So cool. yeah, everything's uh, everything's double. You know, what I mean, you can you can keep hearing the the you know the, the stuff overlapping. And, and at first, you know, I thought like, man, these poor dudes. You know, they're playing the biggest show of their life, and there's something completely out of their hands, and they're just having to work around it and still put on this show. But no, that, that's actually not how it was. It was just that's just how it sounded on television live. Yeah, it was. Yeah. What I can only assume is the most amazing ICP set of all time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, it, it, it earned them their festival. It earned them their festival. Yes. The, you know, the yes. insane clown posse, they throw the gathering of the juggalos every year. I think they just threw what, like their 19th one. 19th, and it was Woodstock. Yeah. And, and it was, and it was actually Woodstock themed. It was called Woopstock. Yeah. And everything yeah. was like hippie font and, and everything was, was, you know, like that. They had a, you know, artists on their label, psychopathic records come out and do like tributes. One guy did Santana. Someone did, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Yeah, like people were doing like these Jimmy Hendrix, Sick. of course, people were doing these like tributes to OG, but completely washing over 99 and 94 as of course, everyone always does. Um, but yeah. one, one other thing ICP was doing a lot of in the late nineties and early two thousands was they were getting really involved in wrestling. Uh, any, yeah. you know, yeah, they, I, they were doing that even before ICP. That was kind of their, uh, their, they were torn between the two. Like, do we want to be wrestlers <laughs> or do we want to be rappers? You know? Why did and, God uh, give me so many gifts? Yeah. <laughs> and even in like the nineties, they, they, they appeared with, um, they came out with people like, uh, Vampiro, I think, uh, right. Well, they started, you know, like J the, Misfits, JCW. the Misfits did the same thing, but I mean like, like mainstream wrestling. Right. Like they well, were no, even... they did, they did stuff with WWE. Dude. No. Yeah. yeah with, uh, with Vampiro, I think. Yeah. Right. And so they have some wrestling background and at one point during their set and you know ICP is, is another band just like the offspring that had a lot of theatrics on stage a lot of extra kind of in between stuff that wasn't just banter it was actual thought out like people in costumes coming out that ICP is known for this stuff now even um, you know they have lots of clowns that come out throughout the uh, out the set and, and women yeah, and all cool. that but at one point two cops come out and they're like we're here to shut down the show it's too crazy fuck ICP and you know obviously they're <laughs> they're fake cops and dude Shaggy and Violent J, Shaggy Two Dope and Violent J, the 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 dudes from my the Insane Clown the Posse, insane clown posse. <laughs> they drop these guys like they bring out a table and a chair and they just do and wrestling ladder. moves. Like he dude, the one of them just gets suplexed through a table. One of them yeah jumps off the ladder, fucking just body slams one of these dudes, and everyone's going yeah. ape shit, which couldn't have like 
helped the kind of violent attitude of the crowd. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, dude, oh, yes, yeah. I mean, ICP's beating yeah. up cops. Like, maybe yes. the people, well, maybe the people that were doing the the wrestling on the tarmac that Tony B was talking about were there to see Insane Clown Posse. All and they were maybe, maybe they wanted them. To, they thought maybe maybe Shaggy will be walking around the site and he'll see us, catch yeah. us. You know, <laughs> so uh, you yeah. know, so so they're doing um, that but, stuff. Uh, they also, but yeah, but. Oh yeah. Well, well, well. Actually, because uh, remember, there's another clip, and you kind of tied it in where, like, because they definitely are uh, instigators of chaos. And I mean, again, the, a part of why people hate them is because their lyrics uh, tend to be incredibly violent. Um, the dude's name is Violent J, but uh, <laughs> um, but it's about it's, who, it's a where shame the because, violence is directed. But, well, anyway, I'm watching. I suggest watching their set because it's incredibly entertaining. We're going to talk about all that stuff, but I actually found a clip from their interview because have we, have we talked about how like almost all the artists do these interviews? Yes, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So we should play the clip because it's actually them describing their philosophy. Um, and I think that this kind of describes ICP better than any sound clip of their concert. So we should listen to that real quick. And uh, the philosophy is that uh, we're not here to save the monks in Tibet. Sorry. We're not here to uh, save the rainforest. Sorry about that, too. But in fact, we are here to get paid. <laughs> We're living proof that you can drop out in sixth grade and still make a million bucks. That's the Woo! philosophy. Honestly, I think that Violent J is a pretty well-spoken guy in interviews. He's hilarious dude in interviews. Uh, you have another couple uh, really 90s cultural references there with the monks in Tibet and the rainforest. These are like, if, yeah. if they only, had, if only they had mentioned the whales, then they would have like hit all three, like, <laughs> like West the Memphis big, three. Yeah. The big issues of the nineties. Um, so again, the money thing is interesting because, uh, well, actually I found this out because there is a podcast by this guy named Fago lovers. And he does this. It's just this <laughs> yeah, one I've seen guy, that guy on YouTube. Um, and he is incredible and he, and I don't know, I don't know what happened. I hope he's okay because he took down a bunch of his episodes and he took down the Woodstock episode. Uh, but I listened to that and that's where I learned a lot about, uh, the like ICP perspective of them getting on to Woodstock. And, uh, one of the things I learned from that is that they got paid a hundred thousand dollars to perform. Um, so that also just goes back into the insanity of this festival, where if if one act, if ICP, who has no hits on the radio, is getting paid $100,000, imagine how much like The Offspring, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Metallica, Demon, all these, they were paying out the ass for these artists, which is, again, leads to how they probably were just like so tempted to cut all these corners on security and all that stuff. Right. Um, yeah. It's like, again, but, you know, it goes back to the, what do you guys want more, a place to take a shit or ICP? Exactly. <laughs> you know, you but, can only get one. So, but ICP with that hundred grand, they did two amazing things. First thing is that they were able to fund their gathering of the juggalos, yeah. their own music festival, which has been going on for 19 years because of that money, according to Fago lovers. But the other thing they did that relates to their philosophy and also just completely adds to the chaos is they, at one point in the set, they take these balls and they have taped hundred dollar bills to the balls and they kick them out into the crowd. And that is just like the formula for dangerous. chaos because dude, <laughs> dangerous. when you so see the balls head out, cause they, they mention it. They say, Hey, we got paid a shitload of money to be here. So we're going to give it something to you. You know, there's a hundred dollars on this. And they dude, people are just literally clawing each other's eyes out. There's no yeah. way that the money, when it hit the crowd, <laughs> like stayed intact, that those yeah. bills were yeah. ripped to shreds. No fucking doubt in my mind. Right. Right. Sick if but they then, threw, like a big case of water out instead. And if, and if, <laughs> and if that one person got nailed enough, with it, if that wasn't enough, they follow that immediately with getting bigger balls that are five hundred dollars are taped to. Um, so again, I mean, I get why people are like, "God, fuck this group," um, because that is just the formula for like a bad time. Um, but it's it's hilarious. Well, there, there's uh, two schools of thought on on ICP. There's you know, there's the thought that yeah, like those fucking assholes, like didn't they like know better than to like incite these like fights between people over money by kicking the balls yeah. out? But then also like you know that people walked away from that being like, man, those guys are so fucking cool, dude. Like they didn't have to do that. Like like those guys are fucking cool giving their money back to the fans like that. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you either love them or hate them. There's yeah. no like yeah, they're okay. Like no, because you're either a fucking juggalo or you're not. <laughs> All right, yeah. so what's the verdict, guys? Juggalo, baby. Juggalo. Through and through.
I mean, Shit, I'm, I I'm so into it. I'm I'm gonna go to the twentieth. <laughs> you didn't gathering say it, next though. year. You're mark, gonna go to the twentieth gathering. I'm going. It's a goal. It is hashtag goals of 2019 is to go. I want to play it honestly, but I'll I'll settle <laughs> for going. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know. It was just like it was a crazy thing. Um, and and you get a lot of that spirit. They have um, let's see, they have these hype people that don't they're not like hype men with like microphones but they just have these naked guys completely butt naked except for clown masks just running around it's something out of, of my stage. nightmare it's uh, literally it nightmare very much material nightmare. um they have a giant throne that looks like it was designed by hr geiger or something like some <laughs> alien shit it's this like creepy like terrifying throne and it is filled with like 200 two liter bottles of fago which they just into they just like take the fago and they're spraying everywhere i mean that's like the big thing about them on top of the naked clown guys though they also win the woodstock 99 record and an award for the most on stage titties Ooh. uh you know and, and you know I, okay i know that a lot of people you know titties isn't the most popular <laughs> word but that's the word that you hear the most at woodstock 99 so yeah. we're just kind of keeping the in the theme in of the things times. Yep. because yeah i can't keep switching up it so they're just i'm sorry they're at woodstock 99 they're, they're titties, titties. Yeah. yeah that's the, just how the medical it goes. word is breasts but the woodstock word is tits yeah the only person at, at woodstock with enough class to call them breasts was uh i believe well, Jamiroquai, but then also uh, Flea, I think, I think says, calls them no, breasts uh, as well. Yeah. yeah. No, we're going to give Flea an award for sure. Yeah, um, but that, his... that's far, far away from now. But yes, oh, most onstage God. titties. They they bring up multiple women on stage, like from the crowd. And, you know, the Fago stuff, people are under this impression that the Fago at an ICP show is just like sprayed out of the crowd. Maybe it's timed. No, this goes on the entire show. Every song, we're every talking, moment. We're talking gallons when, and when, gallons. When they run out of one, they grab another. They'll sit there and rap and just pour it on their own head. You know what yes. I mean? They're not so they're just like dumping Fago two liters all over these like naked women on stage, and then they just bring out another one. You know what I mean? And they keep doing it, and yeah, oh like I mean, I, I I didn't count how many there were, but they no other act the entire festival had that many oh, yeah. naked women on stage, and it's the insane clown posse. You know what I mean? Like yes. they were not like a sought after group from groupies <laughs> like it's not like women were like clamoring to get on stage to have fago dumped on them but somehow icp got a few of hey, them you don't uh, know that they love they, they they love fat chicks that's what they they, they, they always yeah like, can we well they always they we always a they do positivity rap. shout out to icp yeah yeah icp very body very, body positive <laughs> that, that's absolutely absolutely true but they, it, it wasn't it wasn't you know quote-unquote fat chicks uh on, on on stage you know this is just it, anyone from the crowd, you know what I mean? Yeah. But they definitely went right. for that. And then Shaggy, you know, he comes out wearing a Superman costume, like a Halloween <laughs> store quality Superman costume, which of course, you know, by the end of their set, it's just torn to shreds and he's just in his boxers. But he gets out in the crowd. He, he does cool. crowd work. And, you know, very few bands do crowd work where they're actually in the pit. And again, it, that goes back to these bands that are used to playing in tighter venues where you can, you know, where you, where you crowd surf or, or where you're right there with the people, you know yeah. what I mean? And they're still trying to do that. You know, uh, I don't know if we mentioned it, but yeah, during the offspring, you know, Dexter goes out in the crowd. Oh, yeah, we did. They steal his sunglasses. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but no one steals shit from Shaggy Too Dope because he's a wicked clown and you don't fuck with the wicked yeah, clowns. Uh, he yeah. also didn't have shit to steal. He's literally just in underwear. Like, you know what I mean? And, and like, again, people talk about this new challenge, you know, that that was going around for like a week. It's now dead. The, the, the underwear challenge that I saw in World Star Hip Hop is, is no more. But Shaggy, again, you know, DMX did it. Shaggy did it. The underwear challenge. Rappers wrapping in their underwear. Yeah. I mean, and Shaggy also, um, he's going to be in one of my other little trends of the uh, stomach tat that was, uh, you know, most notorious for uh, Tupac's thug life. As made but, popular um, by Tupac. Yeah, I think Phil and but, um, has like unscored. But, uh, uh lit had one uh lit had didn't the guy buck have cherry. the words but buck cherry buck, buck no, we're cherry, talking about lit it would suck not just the 90s i know but well yeah these are the th so far uh lit buck cherry and now shaggy have the stomach tat um shaggy's also got a detroit tat he's repping detroit um and i detroit just wanna, showed I, the fuck up for woodstock 99 detroit yeah, yeah. ICP, kid rock yeah yeah, and so actually, so Detroit in the 90s had a uh, white boy rap renaissance uh, with, you had the father, uh, which is um, Eminem, you had the son, Kid Rock, and you had the Holy Wicked Clowns, uh, ICP. <laughs> uh, but this is the holy trinity of white boy rap here. 
I mean, between the three of those acts, you you hit every element of like what white guys like to rap about. All the darkest um, corners of existence. But but Detroit, though it's a big city, it's a small town too, and there was a lot of beef between ICP and Eminem, and they actually do a uh, they do a chant right. They do a well, chant. They, they like do a chant dissing they, Eminem. So on the Woodstock '99 like official DVD VHS. When the the song that they show ICP doing oh, is fuck, fuck the, the world, world which again, like, dude, it's so like, and and it's great in the DVD, like, they, it's totally tongue in cheek because first they like have all these people, you know, in the vendor community and stuff that are like, yeah, you know, we're just out here trying to spread a positive message, and and you know, it's just all about Woodstock, and then you have someone yeah. kind of playing acoustic guitar with a girl like belly dancing, and it's really <laughs> peaceful, and then it's like, yeah, you know, the the real Woodstock spirit is here, and then it just cuts to ICP with both their middle fingers in the air, like. Fuck the world. Yeah, and and like, one of the lines is, yeah, they say, uh, fuck the Beastie Boys and the Dalai Lama. Yeah. And they also say, <laughs> fuck Eminem. And then he says, let me hear it again. Fuck Eminem. And every, yeah, it's like, I, I just love. Uh, I think one of my favorites is, and fuck Lyle Lovett, whoever the fuck that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he says, but then he also yeah. says, fuck me. You know what I mean? They're yeah. also like, yeah, yeah fuck no, us I, too. Fuck like, we're the no world. better. Yeah, fuck the entire goddamn world. Fuck him. He's an e fuck equal em. opportunity hater. No, yeah, definitely. Um, so that set is, I'm going to say it's the most bizarre. It's the most ill-placed. It's the most, what the fuck? It is a circus. Yeah, but also it's like, what? It's just a weird choice. Like, who, you know, I mean, there's tons of questionable lineup choices at Woodstock 99, no doubt. ICP, I think, is the most questionable. Like, peace, love, and music, dude. Fuck yeah. the world. Yeah. Insane clown posse, like body slamming yeah. cops through tables and like dumping soda on boobs. Like, dude, like these yeah. guys are the <laughs> furthest thing from 69 vibes. You know, if there was they an award for, for at least 69 vibes, ICP without a doubt wins that. But they weren't like they're, a, we're making them sound kind of hateful right now. No, no, no. But no, they're no, not. I no, mean, no, a lot of, a lot of those not. people that they talked about killing and murdering were like, deserved it. Child molesters <laughs> and bigots. And, yeah. Yeah, no, and, and that's also, a big part of their message. And there, you got it. There's some depth. You gotta, you gotta get in right. there. You can't and, just and let. You can't let miracles be it. That's not fair. No, no. There's so fair. much bigger than that. And I read an interview with them where they said, like, I can't even believe that people take us so seriously. We wear clown makeup, dude. Like when we go yeah. on stage, we're characters. This isn't like we're we're rapping songs like people make horror movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like there's no literal sense to any of this. Even Miracles, he said, uh, Violent J said, was supposed to be from the perspective of a child. Yeah. You know, where the world is new and you don't know how anything works. So you're all curious about Especially stuff. magnets. But everyone's just like, oh, these guys are fucking idiots. They don't know how magnets work. It's like, yeah. fuck you. You don't know how a magnet yeah. works, you stupid motherfucker. But, you know, that's maybe true. that's just me that's... standing up for ICP a little too much. I don't know. <laughs> no, no. I mean, that's that's where we're at. That's that's the big reveal of this podcast is we've been shitting on all these bands. And then the bands that we're going <laughs> to champion, <laughs> you're going to be so disappointed. No, truly. Um, yeah. If you thought that if you're going to tune in, be like, dude, I can't wait for these guys to get to like ICP or Limp Bizkit or like corn. Like, if you think we're going to tear those guys up, you got the wrong guys. Okay, yeah. <laughs> like this is this is our this is our bread and butter right here, you know what I mean? But uh, I mean overall, they're say it's very entertaining to watch. It's the audio is awful, but it's it's fun and it's a definite true Woodstock '99 moment. You know what I mean? Like yes. we keep talking Absolutely. about '69 yeah. vibes. This is heavy '99 vibes. This is '99 vibes. It, yeah, it's insane. So moving on now, we're gonna we're gonna do our emerging artist stage roundup. Uh, you know, again, there's, you know, to keep in mind, there's just a, a hanger that's off the off a bit away from the main stages and it's in and it's an indoor stage. The emerging artists are playing there. We, we've been talking about that um, again. There's no footage of any of these bands. So there's really and there's really not too much to find out uh, about a lot of them. Uh, but during this little moment uh, in time that this part of day one, uh, you have Sherry Jackson. I couldn't find really anything on her except that she's a singer songwriter. She had some success as an indie musician. She's you know, mostly known for writing songs for, for other people. Uh, all of those people I've never heard of either. And then we have Chris McDermott, uh, another singer songwriter type. There was, that, that was a huge thing in the nineties. Lots of people were trying to, you know, capitalize on this, like Hootie and the Blowfish, Dave Matthews, kind of, you know, Cheryl Crow Jewel, this coffee shop vibe music, you know what I mean? So there was tons of that on the emerging artist stage. Um, he, he was, you know, this guy, Chris McDermott, he was mostly like a hired gun for, for bigger jazz bands and bigger blues acts, but the, he did a little solo set there. So that's what was going on in the emerging artist stage. Uh, so without, uh, you know, without dragging this on too much longer, cause ICP, you know, I can, 
I could I could riff on that all day. Yeah. You know what I mean? But but I, Seriously. <laughs> I, I we already did emerging artists. I can't go back to the West Stage. I can't. So uh, tune in next time where we get into our uh, our first kind of legends of Woodstock '99 uh, episode where it's uh, all about the corn set, which we are yeah, very excited. Feature, you don't want to miss this. Yeah, you, you, feature you, you, length. We're only going to talk about one band for next. Yeah, episode. there's going to be a few a few bands, a few acts that that we talk. You know where we spend the entire episode solely based on because of their importance at Woodstock '99. Next episode, you're gonna get the first of that. So, uh, but I hope you enjoyed hearing about Offspring and ICP this time. Yeah, <laughs> I know that. Uh, you know, also please go to our YouTube channel. Podcast '99 has a YouTube channel. We have playlists that are set up with every act that played on each of these days, so you can watch all these sets that we're talking about. And we super recommend you do because we love talking about this stuff. We want you to email us. We want you to hit us up and ask questions and send us things that you yeah. found out. You know what I mean? Like let's get let's go to Woodstock '99 together. Podcast 99 would like to thank Gray Holger at Chondritic Sound for all his technical support. Oh, that's that's me. All right. Uh, if you went to, attended, or played at Woodstock 99, please contact us at podcast99official at gmail.com or on Instagram at podcast99. Thanks, and we'll see you at Woodstock.